happy day after Thanksgiving. I hope that you are all enjoying leftovers. Perhaps you're recuperating from your early morning shopping, or maybe you're stuck at work. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you so much for choosing to hang out with me. I'm Dan Kroll. I will, like, totally be your host for the next hour. Fear not, I haven't been overtaken by Valley Girl body snatchers. It'll all become clear what that was all about in just a little bit. Now, for anyone that follows me on Twitter, at Dan J. Kroll, you'll know that a weekend doesn't go by without me tweeting about one of my favorite countdowns on Sirius XM. I usually kick things off Friday nights with a countdown with the original MTV VJs on the 80s on 8 channel. Then Saturday mornings, I flip over to the 70s on 7 and listen to Casey Kasem. They air original broadcasts of his 1970s countdowns. And then I end things off on the 90s on 9 with downtown Julie Brown. We go back to the 90s. Now that I have Crow Call, I thought, wouldn't it be fun to do a countdown of my own? And what better day to do that than the day after people have gorged themselves on amazing food and can't get up to change the channel? But I'm going to do this with a little bit of a twist. So now here comes the music. Joining me in the studio today are a couple of Tony nominees. They just happen to also be a real-life couple. He's been in Wicked, Legally Blonde, Jersey Boys, and recently wrapped up a stint as Rocky Balboa in Rocky, for which he earned a Tony nomination for Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role in a Musical. He is Andy Carl. Hello, how are you? His equally amazing wife, earned a Tony nomination as Paulette in Legally Blonde. She appears in the critically acclaimed film Sleeping with the Fishes and in the upcoming film Life of an Actress, the musical. She is Orfei. Hey, hey, hey. We are doing this unconventional countdown. It's not really a top 10. It is sort of our favorite hits of the 80s, the 90s, and today I sound like an easy listening station, but it is what it is. (laughs) You don't sound like an easy listening station. None of these are easy listening songs. Don't tip our hand. We don't want anyone to know quite what we've picked. There's some interesting choices coming up, but let's start with learning a little bit more about the two of you. What are your earliest memories of music? Andy Carl, Going all the way back that you can remember, what's the first thing that you remember uh, maybe singing your first performance, first musical memory that stands out in your mind? Can you imagine? My my mother actually played organ for her church. So I was, oh, we had a piano at the house. So always playing music all the time. Uh, We had stacks of albums, those big things that are black and round. (laughs) Remember those things? Uh, We had stacks of those. Uh, And I say, I, I would imagine the you know, the stuff that really got played around the house was like the Beatles, things like that. But uh, my mother played a lot of church music. It's tough to imagine growing up without music. I know that my mom and my dad did not live together, but they both had extremely different tastes in music. So while my mom was listening to Motown and I appreciated that, my dad was listening to like Bobby Goldsboro and country. So wow. I was able to really get a different appreciation. What about you, Orfe? What do you remember, your earliest musical memories? Well, that's very interesting because that's pretty much how it was with myself growing up because I was with my mother, you know, single parent, and it was a lot of R&B, a lot of the male groups, a lot of the Motown catalog, which by the time I was six years old, I knew it backwards and forwards. And then you had, you know, when my mother remarried, my stepfather who is no longer with us, he really introduced me to the Eagles and Hotel California Never Stopped and Chicago and those groups. So I had a very wide array of musical knowledge at a very young age, thankfully. And then, you know, you had the David Bowie thrown in and the Janis Joplin thrown in. And 
you know, it was only years later that I thought, oh, wow, what a, what a rich musical education I had growing up. But, you know, my first, my first love, my first, you know, where my ear kind of really turned up for was the, the old Motown groups. My earliest musical memory, and I can't believe that I'm going to be sharing this. Oh, no. <laughs> but I thought back, it is singing Home on the Range, which is perfectly normal in kindergarten. Okay. And now that I'm not kindergarten age and have looked back at the lyrics, I don't know how I wasn't thrown out of school for this, but <laughs> singing Ready to Take a Chance Again by Barry Manilow in kindergarten. <gasps> that is a lost hit. It's definitely a lost hit. We are going to be talking about lost and hits, And a movie actually. soundtrack hit. It was. It which was we will, indeed. Going to be doing some of that later, not necessarily today, but you just heard Andy, Carl, and Orfe talk about some of their earliest musical memories. Well, sometimes, you know, we do forget things. The world of music is no different. No. There are some songs that have been forgotten, but... We have put our heads together <laughs> over dinner and creme brulee to come up with three choices of the greatest lost hits of the 1980s. And Andy Carl, I'm actually surprised that you can remember anything considering all these punches that you took in oh, uh, yeah. Rocky. I mean, you know, there were a lot of physical demands placed on Broadway performers to begin with, but this looked like it was ultra demanding. It was ultra demanding. <laughs> ultra. ultra. Uh, yeah, I think that you take a lot of hits to the frontal lobe. And you lose a lot of the short-term memory, but the long-term memory stayed intact. So luckily, I was able to hang on to uh, some of my, you know, most fun, greatest hits in the back of my head as we were talking about this stuff. Um, Actually, I have, like, one of my favorite all-time songs, and it's, it's such a groovy little, like pop hit from, from the 80s. It's a Uh, lost hit. It's a lost hit. This one, this one, I mean... I didn't. I, I I went to iTunes and I and I found it one day because I just missed the song so much. It was uh, <laughs> "Too Shy" by Kaja Gugu <gasps> from nineteen eighty three. That's a tough name for a group. <laughs> Kaja Gugu. Kaja Gugu. You talk about a person you. named Orfe. It's not that tough for me. So <laughs> at least yours is only. Two syllables. syllables, yeah. <laughs> Kajagugu. Kajagugu. So we are going to take a listen now to the lost hit of the 80s from Andy Carl. It is Too Shy by Kajagugu. And listen to the jazzy intro to this song. Okay, jazzy intro. Hey girl, 
hush, I do I to shine, shine, hush, hush, I do I to shine, shine, hush, hush. Welcome back. It's Andy Carl, and I'm one of the guests here today. And uh, that was you just heard uh, "Too Shy" by Kajagugu. Uh, I want to. Yes, it's fun to say and fun to listen to. True. Uh, but I, I'm going to pass this off to Orfe now because uh, we got to go. We have to know her choice. Well, being the music is my life, will always be my life, has always been my life. Let's see. I mean, it was it was really hard for us to narrow it down. It's interesting. Because there are so many that I came up with that we all came up with. And we thought, well, how are we going to narrow this down? So, How did you narrow it down? Well, we didn't really narrow it down. <laughs> but so, you know, what's interesting, and I'll bet you once you guys hear this, you're going to go, oh, my God, I love that song. And it was really, it, it really, it was like the soundtrack to hanging out outside of school before, you know, Morning Bell. And this was always coming on the radio. And it's interesting because we sort of did this independently, but your song, like your husband's, is from 1983. See? It was a really good year for music. There are, there are very specific years that were really, really great for music, especially singles. Maybe not full albums that went on to have four or five great singles in a row. You know, the thrillers and the off-the-walls come along very rarely. But there were a couple of years from, like, the mid-'80s to the mid-'90s where you just have the best songs that forever are going to be the ones where if you hear them at a party, you're going to get up and go, oh, that's my jam. So my lost jam, and I hope you guys will all enjoy this because I really did. Naked Eyes, always something there to remind me. Remember that? That might be in the same key as the song. (laughs) I do have perfect pitch. Yes, I do. Let's take a listen to that right now. Can't help recalling how it felt 
This is Orfe, and you're rejoining us now. And I think, Dan, it is time for you to come up with your lost hit. And I bet everybody's waiting to see what you came up with. I'm surprised by mine. I will tell you, I had rejected choices. You, I had. Who a was hit. rejecting your choices? No, I rejected oh, them okay. myself. <laughs> I, no one is rejecting. It's my show. No one can reject my say. choices. My rejected, rejected choice that I came up with that no one has probably even heard of, which is why it can't be a lost hit, is Show Me How to Dance by the Bingo Boys, which oh. I know no one knows. I do know that song. I reject that one. No, we're we're going to collectively no, reject that one. I want to hear it now. Now I'm interested. Hey, wait a minute. No, I can't be the other one. Well, you had some rejected hits, too. You had, which they're still hits, and I don't know if they're necessarily but lost. this is, again, hence why they're lost hits. You had... The Way You Love Me by Karen White. Which I love. Which is, it's a great song. You also had Girls' Night Out by Tyler Collins. Yes! Another one of my rejected choices, I don't know how we feel about this one, was Rumors by the Timex Social Club. Okay, that's a great song, and it's been covered and sampled and sampled and, co- you know. But I think it's, it's kind of lost. But ultimately... Not so lost. I went to a galaxy far, far away. No, that's Star Wars. I went to space, the final frontier. I went to Star Trek. Okay. And... <gasps> to pow! Woo! I went with Heart and Soul. It was their only number one hit. Oh, they are a big hit. As a fact, I believe. Well, you went and switched your choice at the last minute, but I think all of these groups that we're talking about were one-hit wonders. Definitely, T'Pau was a one-hit wonder. It's got to number four in 1987. I didn't go with 1983. Sorry, guys. It is T'Pau, Heart and Soul. Let's take a listen. Tear my heart as you won't go by. I feel so low when your head is high. 
are just joining this week's Pro Call. Well, you have caught us in the midst of an 80s and 90s flashback. We are playing some of our favorite hits from the 80s and 90s. I'm joined by Tony nominees and real-life married couple Orfe and Andy Carl. We are just about to talk about our favorite hits from 1985 to 1995. Now, there are studies that say the music we loved when we were 16 to 18 will always be the music that is most special to us. I'm inclined to agree with that. I didn't finish school to become a doctor, so I can't really speak on the official aspect of whether it's true or not. But... Who am I to argue? I figured that since we did lost hits of the 80s in the last segment, let's do songs now that fall into the all-time favorites category. My guests, Andy Carl and Orfe, and myself were somewhere in the 16 to 18 range, depending upon Depends who on you where you asked. look on the internet for me. <laughs> Between... 85 and 1995. Now, we have a pretty amazing audience here on Crow Call, so I'm sure many of them know, Orfe, that you were part of a group that had a number one dance club hit, or and more. 19- or, depending on where you look on the internet, a lost hit of the 90s. It could be. It is definitely, it's on a CD. We'll send out the I link didn't for know that. I was lost. So right here. But now you're found. Exactly. I have my hand. We are going to church. Crow Call found you. Crow Call found, found you. Me. And now you're here. We are going to talk a little bit. I mean, you were active during this time that we're talking. We're talking 85 to 95. What are some of your favorite memories, some of your special memories oh, during that time of being... You know, I'm, I, I always say I, I miss it all the time. I, I'll miss it forever. It was it was a really great time for music. It was, I'd say, close to the end of an era because it was still a time when people went to a store to buy a physical CD. There was no file sharing. There was no free music. There was, you know, you actually had to make an effort and go get the music that you loved. So people were still selling records. You know what I'm saying? And and making a living being, you know, a musician as opposed to a mega, mega pop star, you know, because we would go on tour. There was a bunch of us. They put us all on, you know, like CNC Music Factory, Black Box, Orrin Moore. You know, it was like the Club MTV tour days and everyone was, you know, prospering. Sure, there were the CNC Music Factories that sold six, seven million copies of their album. And then there was an Orrin Moore that, you know, didn't have as long of a chance because things started to change right. We were on the precipice of when the music business started to unravel before our very eyes. But in the time from when I started making music and got signed and had the, you know, number one lost club hit, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that was the heyday of it all. That was like right before everything changed and dance and club and R&B music really kind of for a while got phased out. So when you hear or when you see like the Iggy Azaleas now, and they're dressed like a 90s pop moment. You know, SNL might as well have been, if you didn't know better and someone put you in a time capsule and you watch that performance, you'd be like, oh, this is from the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, so it's all making a comeback. That music is very much missed. That tone, the vibe, everything. So it was a really great time. So all of my memories are good. And as a pop star during this period of time, a I'm- A lost sh- pop star. We found you. We're, we're, we're taking back the loss. I'd imagine that you traveled Everywhere. all around the world. <gasps> yes, Dan, I did travel all around the world. 
So that leads us into a great segue of it does. my favorite, my all-time favorite jam from that from that period of time was Lisa is Lisa Stansfield's "All Around the World," which I always thought should be called "Been Around the World," but it was "All Around the World," and it was it was my it's it's still the one that just makes me the happiest no matter what's happening. Let's take a listen to it now. Yes, please. Yeah. 
we are coming to the end of 2014. It feels like this year has gone by incredibly fast. I'm here with Andy Carl and Orfe, and it also seems like 1989 was just yesterday. But in fact, it was. it was 25 years ago. Shocking. And my choice for my favorite song from 1985 to 1995 is from a group that should all-time fa- all favorite. All-time okay. favorite is from a group that should not have had any pop hits in the United States. Had it not been for an exchange student who went to Sweden and brought back... Was it you? It was not me. You I was in medical not, school exchanging? I was not exchanging okay. anything okay. Uh, that we can talk about on radio. <laughs> 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 went to Sweden, came back with a... For the kids out there, so throw them. Came back with a cassette <gasps> of an album from a group in Sweden, played it on a radio station, it became a huge hit before the record company was even ready for it to be released. It was called The Look. It was by the group Roxette. And 25 years ago, right now, wait a minute, four number one US hits, as I mentioned, The Look, Joyride, from Pretty Woman, It Must Have Been Love. This is the number one song 25 years ago, right about today. It's Listen to Your Heart Woo! by Roxette. Pre-ordered. That love falls apart Your little piece of heaven Turns to dark Listen to your heart When he's calling for you Listen to your heart There's nothing
thing that I that past the fact that I like the music, but I, I'm fascinated by this is a time where they were not supposed to have their single released in the United States. This the look wasn't even to be the first single. Someone I came know. in and said, "Here, listen to it on the radio." I mean, that's tough to that's what people aspire to. Now it's not a radio station. Now people want to have their music on, on YouTube, YouTube where, you know, hopefully it goes viral and, you know, it yeah. worked for Justin Bieber. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it was it was it, it was really difficult back then for something like that to happen. That was like seriously catching lightning in a bottle, you know. And I think then it became really easy after the period that we're talking, and then I think it's gone back now because maybe our attention spans are different, or because maybe there are so many different things that are going well, on. But also, now it seems like it's harder. Everyone thinks they can be famous now. That's the thing. Anyone who's ever watched an episode of The Voice or you know any of those contest shows suddenly thinks they're talented enough and oh I want to be a singer and here's my YouTube channel anyone can have a YouTube channel but anyone can also have their own show and this is Kroll Call and it's <laughs> my show Woo! and we are talking with Andy Carl and Orfe we heard Lisa Stansfield we heard Roxette we are now going to hear Andy Carl's choice for his all-time favorite song between 1985 and 1995 I will say in the interest of disclosure all of your original song choices were from before 1985. We've wheedled down, we've wheedled down, but now we finally have one. So let's not forget to mention this. What is your choice for your all-time favorite song from 85 to 95? I think many people will agree that this has got to be like one of their all-time faves. It's definitely I do. Uh, it is Don't You Forget About Me from Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. Speaking of remakes, this was remade by David Cook from American Idol more more recently. But let's take a listen now to the original from all the way back in 1985, Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me.
Conventional countdown here on Kroll Call. I'm Dan Kroll. I am joined by Orfe, Andy Carl. We are moving to the final segment that I know you have been waiting for. It is guilty pleasures. Do you sing in your car and get strange looks when you pull up to a red light and people see that you're singing? Well, I know that I do, and I know that I don't care anymore. I've gotten to the point in my life where now I look over to the next car that's looking at me, and I sing even louder and harder, but that's just me. I am going to ask the two of you. I mean, I guess neither one of you really have to worry about dealing with that. You live in Manhattan. You're not in a car every day, so you don't have to worry about people looking at you and watching you sing. So do you have any awkward, guilty pleasure singing song moments that you can share since I've just shared one of my embarrassing moments. One of my favorites, actually, it isn't even something I do. Maybe I do do it and I don't know it. But uh, guys in the gym who have their headphones on and then all of a sudden they hit the hook. They're like, oh, baby, yeah. And then they'll stop. That's, that's the only part they sing. And they keep running on the treadmill. It's just because they got to that jam part where they really liked it. And so that's that that's hilarious to me. But back back in the eighties, guilty pleasures. That was that was my time to drive a car, get in trouble, and sing in the car and <laughs> have people stare at me. But I think everybody does that. Orfe, do you even drive? I do drive. I've lived in LA. Don't forget during my illustrious and sadly short lived career, I lived in Los Angeles. You you can't you can't walk anywhere in LA. So I drove actually very young and quite frequently. And I drove in New York for a while, and then I just thought there's no reason to have my car here. So I haven't 
I haven't had to drive, and I miss it. I, I really enjoy I, like, I would ask if you have any unusual driving stories, but I know the answer to that, and it got me in trouble in an Italian restaurant once, so <laughs> we are not going to discuss it. We will lock that in the safe that's behind the oh painting at the God. front of the studio here. So I have a little-known fact. Yes. This I don't think either of you know. <gasps> okay. I'm going to reveal this for the very first time. I starred in the music video for my selection for Guilty Pleasure. Are you kidding me? No. Okay, so that's not entirely true. I, li <laughs> I lip sync to an Instagram video of this song, which is actually apropos because the people who did star in this music video did not sing this song either. Okay. Uh, I, know I am talking is. about it. Everyone has got it and collectively grown. I am talking about Millie Vanilli. We will talk about the song that I've chosen in a moment, but let's sort of discuss this lip-syncing scandal. For me, years later, I feel badly that I found out that the people who were really singing were screwed over. Not just here in Millie Vanilli, but also with Black Box, which is another of my favorite where Martha Wash didn't get the credit. So I feel bad about that, but it, taking that aside, these are still really good songs. Absolutely. All of them. Absolutely. Well, listen, you don't want to get me started. We'll be here all we'll be here all day, but my answer to that cuz people always want to ask me about that. Millie Vanilli got caught. Hmm. Millie Vanilli was not the first, was not the only, and will not be the last even in 2014. So, I've I stopped doing session work many, many, many thousands of years ago, because I'm 107, um, you know, I stopped doing session work because so many of my demos wound up being on the record. And you know yourself, and you know the songs you've sang, sung, and you know what you've done, and you know where you're mixed in the track. And I literally, people are always like, I can't believe you don't do session work. You could have made so much money. Well, yeah, I wouldn't have made any money because I was constantly the voice used as the ghost track. And somehow my voice wound up being louder than the artist. And I never got credit and I never got any kind of money for it other than like the session fee if I was ever even lucky enough to collect the session fee. I was like, I'm not doing this. You know, again. at some point in time when that happens, you tell these people, you know what? Forget my number. But. Millie Vanilli will tell you, baby, don't forget my number. Oh, no. It was the number one hit in 1988. Let's Painful take... segue. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, to do the segues. <laughs> Let's take a listen now to my guilty pleasure, Millie Vanilli, baby, don't forget my number. B -b 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 -baby. baby. I'll show you the video.
The late 1980s were a time of eclectic and diverse music. It was an ultra sound of music. I don't know. It was something. And we just heard Millie Vanilli's Baby Don't Forget My Number, my choice for guilty pleasure of the 1980s and 90s. There is probably nothing further from Baby Don't Forget My Number than Andy Carl's choice for his guilty pleasure. I was surprised by this. His so was oh, I. So was Orfe. <laughs> I mean, this is, it, there's nothing wrong with it. I did, no, don't just, know that this is a guilty pleasure. Uh, different radio stations. I listen to the, you know, the, the classic rock stations and all that, some of the pop stuff. But uh, I would, this, this would always end up on, you know, pop rock stations where I'm from in Baltimore. Um, this is uh, Skid Row with I Remember You. It's an awesome song. Sebastian Bach. I
Welcome back from Skid Row. This is Kroll Call. I don't know what row or street we're on because you'll show up at my door and I don't want anyone to know that. <laughs> we are doing our guilty pleasure hits of the 1980s and 90s area. You just heard Andy Carl's. It was I Remember You by Skid Row. Mine a little bit earlier. Millie Vanilli. Who can forget them? We are now going to find out this I completely agree with, Orve. I completely agree with this choice. This is a song that was a hit in 1987. Number one, huge, huge, huge. Huge, huge hit. But resurfaced, I want to say, what, maybe 15 years later on the internet as part of an internet meme, one of the first viral sensations that people were doing. You would click on something and it would take you to something else. What did it take you to, Orfe? Where did we go when we clicked on these links? Well, here's the thing. It's like you said, this is not really a guilty pleasure because I'm not embarrassed to love this next song. And I don't think anyone is. Andy agreed with it. You agreed with it. And we started singing it out loud in the restaurant over the creme brulee. And everyone was kind of, you know, enjoying our little acapella rendition. (laughs) But the song is Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. And I remember seeing him in concert, sitting behind Tommy Mottola, because Martika opened up for Rick Astley at Radio City, and he was phenomenal in concert. Phenomenal. Just had the girls swooning. It was fantastic. So yeah, Rick Astley's been a guilty pleasure of mine ever since. He also had other hits. One that was completely different from that was a couple of years later, 1991, a more of a soulful, blue-eyed soul R&B called Cry For Help, which is also a great song. We're not playing that now. We are playing Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Yes.
out of 80s and 90s hits. But if you enjoyed today's show, I am pleased to say that we are going to be doing this again closer to the Academy Awards time. We are going to do some of our favorite soundtrack songs with Andy Carl, with Orfe. I want to let everyone know how they can find you on the internet. It's official underscore Orfe yes. on Twitter. It's yes. Andy underscore Carl on Twitter. On the web, it's Orfe.com. It's AndyCarl.com. That's where to find them. Thank you both for oh, taking some time so out. Thank you for fun. having us. It's uh, our Black Fridays celebrating that Thanksgiving was yesterday and all sorts of food and all of that other thing. You lots know, to be grateful for. Lots to. Music. Last, last week on the show, one of my guests, Cynthia James, who is a life coach now on Kroll Call, said that one of the best things about getting older is that you have the ability to pick your family. And I have to say, I am very glad to have you two in my life. I consider you family. You are welcome to come back to the show anytime. Definitely family. Thank you. Definitely come and hang out. Family. But there is something that we sort of overlooked that uh -oh. we haven't talked about. Oh, no. <laughs> there is a song from the 1990s that I love listening to. <laughs> if I don't listen to it every day is it a lost hit it is a lost hit i gotta say if i don't listen to it every day i listen to it every other day let's play it it is every other day by oren moore meanwhile i don't know if i'll be back every other day but i will be back next friday december 5th 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific for another edition of Kroll call i will let the artist herself have the final word here we go you're about to listen to Lost Hit of the 90s, my favorite, Every Other Day by Orrin Moore. Woo! See you guys next week. Thanks, Dan. <laughs>